Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? So today I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about ceremony and ritual um, because these are two things that really help me get in the right space for my journey and for my healing. And because I am a doer at heart. I am not a uh, a dreamer. I like to do. I like to create. I like to be busy. These are really good ways of helping you to take action towards what you're trying to call in energetically without feeling like you're creating resistance. I think sometimes we do and we create work for ourselves, which I know I certainly do, <laughs> um, create work for myself and then feel uh, frustrated and burnt out and overwrought and all of those things. And that is perfectly normal in our human conditioning. But it's also really rather lovely to give yourself some space to do, but in a more connected 
ceremonial, relaxing, gentle, loving way. And because, as we know from the week ahead readings, and spoiler alert, I've done the next three week ahead readings, and yeah, it's all the same. Um, this energy of surrender and stillness that we are needing to find at this time, I thought it would be a really good space to talk to you about what I do as somebody that always fights the stillness and the surrender uh, to make myself feel in more alignment. So first of all, full disclosure, I have not studied witchcraft. I have not dedicated my life to ceremonial practice. I talk about the shamanic course that I did an awful lot for somebody that was really on it for a year spread out over sessions every couple of months. Um, so I'm not coming at this from a qualified point of view. And I've bought so many books on ceremony and ritual and witchcraft and I never read any of them. They just sit languishing on my shelf. And I think the reason for that is you have to find what works for you. And if you are just copying somebody else's ritual experiment thing, then it's not really the true energy of it. One of the first activities that we were given with the Shamanic Centre was to take everybody through a um, opening ceremony type thing uh, and we were supposed to channel it and I remember finding it really hard because the lady that I was took charge in the group she just wanted to do a copy of the things that she had learnt in other groups and I kept saying I'm not sure I think we're supposed to you know create something completely new and she wouldn't have it and then we did it and the teachers were like well that was rubbish and I was like yeah I know and they said that it was rubbish to all of us they weren't bitching behind anyone's back I just mean I was like, yeah, I know. And they were like, you didn't add anything of you into it. So the first ingredient in anything that you're going to create or do is you. It has to speak to you. You are the biggest ingredient, the most important part of it. If you were making a soup, you would be the stock. <laughs> The thing that impregnates it all. Um, and that is really, really important. It's really important to understand the value that you bring to all of these. So if anything I say in, in this podcast doesn't resonate with you, doesn't make sense to you, you think, no, that doesn't work for me, then don't do it. For goodness sake, uh, do what works for you. Now, I like, I'm lucky, I know, that I've got my studio here that I'm speaking to you from. Um, but when I didn't have this studio, when this studio was actually my freezer room for my ready meal business and had loads of freezers and it just went boo all the time, um, I still found spaces in my home to create something for me. And essentially what you're doing is you are creating a space, whether it is very, very small, the size of a playing card or a little bit bigger, where you are actively thinking about and calling to yourself the energy 
that you are wanting to attract into your life. And the reason why I say active is because one of the most important things for me personally that I always have when I create a little space for my rituals is a candle. So this is not about um, escaping your physical and going into an altered state with a meditation or anything like that. This is about creating a space in your home with the intention of calling an energy to you that you want and and lighting that candle and thinking about what you want and being present with what you want, which law of attraction uh, aficionados will tell you is the way to do it. Um, It's that allowing yourself to be in the energy of what you are calling to you even though it may not have arrived in the physical yet. Now, I'm not going to proceed here to give you a list of things that I believe you should have on your ritual space, in your ritual space. But what I am going to say to you is what I've got going on in mine and different things that I have done and used over time and the reasons for them. And what I want you to do is not take this as a recipe. What I want you to do is take it as a way of understanding the process I go through so that you can go through it yourself. Does that make sense? I hope so. This is like I always say about oracle cards and when you're working with colour, you need to meet it afresh every time. Don't be limited by it and tell yourself that it needs to be certain things because it was certain things to me. Just allow it to be what it is to you. Now, you guys will know that I used to sell crystals. I love crystals, but I've also stopped myself buying them because I I feel that in this new wave of energy, that we are experiencing of the rising of spiritual people. We're, we're digging up very valuable things from the earth and putting them in our homes. And some of the crystals that are dug up are dug up in questionable circumstances. Now that said, if I'm in a shop and I see a crystal I like and it calls to me, I would still allow myself to buy it, but I'm not actively looking to expand my crystal selection. I have quite a few though. So if you've got crystals, the first thing that I want you to be doing is allowing them to talk to you. So letting go of the idea of there being this crystal for this and that crystal for that and this crystal for this and that and this and that and these set of rules and actually just let the crystals communicate with you as they want to. So when you are building your space, say you've cleared a space in your house, the first thing you want to do, sounds weird, but is clean it. So get out a duster, get out a spray and clear that area because in that you're just mindfully creating that space and cleansing it and getting it ready. Get out your favourite candle. 
Why are you holding on to that candle? <laughs> if you're like me, I've got loads. I've got a real problem. I won't bloody burn them. I mean, I'm literally going to exit this physical life with all these beautiful candles and everyone will go, oh, shame. So get out your nice candle because you're not going to attract anything into your experience that is exciting or good using a crap candle that you're not that fussed about. Be brave, light the expensive one that someone gave you as a gift and you're not sure you'd ever used and now has got a fine layer of dust upon it. Brush that bad boy out and get that lit. Let's get that space going. And then I ask my crystals, who wants to work with me? Who wants to be part of this uh, space, this ceremonial space? And honestly, certain crystals will go me, 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 me. Or I'll get a crystal that I know is in the back of a drawer or back of a cupboard and I'll be like, I need to find that particular crystal and I will start searching for it. And what I want you to do is ask it why. Why this crystal? I know I sound like a nutter, but honestly it works. Why you? What are you representing? What energy are you bringing? And don't assign it. Don't you tell it what it's supposed to be bringing you let the crystal tell you what it's bringing. So think about what you're wanting to create, what you're wanting to call to you. And think about it where possible in very expanded terms. So at the moment, I have got a setup running for me, which is about aligning my energy. I'm aware that last year I had loads of health issues. This year I've not had as many health issues. I don't think I've got long COVID anymore, but I'm also aware that I'm still very tired. Everything feels harder than it needs to be. I feel like I'm being pulled in too many directions. So that is my number one priority at this time is to get back to me. And so I asked the crystals which crystals wanted to come and work with me and I got um, some quartz points out and they have ended up because they suggested it, the idea popped into my head, they are calling energy to me but I put them on the four compass points. They are calling energy to me from all around the world in every direction. So I got my compass out on my phone rather clunkily and I made all of my four crystals. I assigned one to each compass point and I know that they are pulling in that energy for me. They're calling it to me. I've also got a piece of obsidian on my uh, space and that, that piece of obsidian is clearing out anything that no longer serves me. So I've got the removal of the old and I've got the calling in of the new and they are working simultaneously. I have had crystals in different spaces for so many different reasons. But there are so many fun ones. I mean, I have had my beautiful, massive chunk of amethyst that I love. It's about the size of my hand. And that one comes out just because I love it so. It's so shiny. It's so sparkly. So it comes out to bring that kind of reflective, glittery, joy de vivre energy in. Um, Labradorite, because it's so shiny. 
I'm such a magpie. Um, I like that to be on there because it reflects, it brings joy. Uh, sometimes I've used it to reflect the truth to me. Sometimes I've used it to reflect good vibes to me. Sometimes I've used it to call magic to me. Um, so using these crystals to bring what they tell you they can bring to you. Not necessarily what it says in the book or the meaning for those crystals, but what the crystals tell you they can bring. Does that make sense? So using that, so you start off with a, a space, doesn't matter how big it is, and you use what you've got. You send out those thoughts of what, what can I have here? And then I want you to also think about what you're trying to create. And I want you to use objects from around your home to be the symbols for what you're trying to create. So on my energy building uh, space that I've got right now that is running, I have got a, I've forgotten the word, small bowl. <laughs> Talk about overcomplicating things. A small bowl of coffee. Nice coffee. I didn't use the Red Nest Cafe, but I did use proper ground delicious coffee because of the energy of it. And I've had to let that die down a bit because believe it or not, working with this gave me so much ding, 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 energy that I then had insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to say to the coffee, uh, between waking hours, please. Um, <laughs> honestly, I was like, why am I so caffeinated? Why am I so buzzed? And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I put that that coffee on there. And, and then I left it. And it was literally a candle, the crystals at the compass points, a crystal representing anything that needs to go being removed. And, and the coffee. And that was it. And I was like, jobs are good. And that's my intention. And then I lit the candle. And I just took a moment to think about how good it would feel to have energy again. And how good it would feel to not be feeling like I'm having to sort of drag myself along all the time. And it just be there and be available. And then I just leave the candle um, lit and then when I finished in this room I blow the candle out um, and then every time I'm going to work and I'm going to sit in this room I light the candle again and I just re refresh my intention that you are calling to me um, this healing energy this clearing energy the energy to get stuff done I'm letting things go And then I want you to be open to expanding it and adding to it. So what happened next was I was in my garden and I was looking at my big beautiful sage that was here when I moved in and I started thinking about uh, clearing energy and the intention of it and I thought I'm going to take some of that sage. So I I cut a bit off the sage, I asked the plant if it was okay, I cut a bit off it and I put it in here to add to that clearing, that cleansing, that removal of that which no longer serves me. I want to be leaving this year in a space where I am ready. I'm creating, hopefully, a bit of a blank page here that 
uh, I can write upon when I've got enough energy to decide what I want to write and where I want to direct it. But right now, it's very much about just surrender and healing and softness. And here's when I think it gets slightly more interesting. Because you will also find in your home things that aren't necessarily, in inverted commas, spiritual, but represent different things that you want to call to you. So in my studio, I've got a spiral staircase. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it. And I had taken the lights down because I was supposed to be having the stairs repainted, but that didn't work out. So I'm just ignoring the fact that they're a bit chipped and yellow. (laughs) And moving on. So I wound the old lights back on. And in the way that the energy is at the moment, I got to the penultimate step at the top of the stairs and the motherfucking lights broke. It had taken me two hours (laughs) because they were so tangled. And I got to the top and they went out and I went, are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) I laugh about it now. I was cheesed off. And uh, yeah. So I had to take them all off to get a new set on. And then I just had a rage. And I thought, well, screw you lights. And I cut them off with scissors. I wasn't going to unwind them again. And because I cut them off with scissors, I had all these little fragments of uh, lights, fairy lights. And so I suddenly thought, oh, actually, I'm going to take a little bit of you. And I'm going to put you on my altar And I'm going to put you on there to represent the struggle and my acceptance of the purpose of the struggle. And that I should never ever again let anyone dim my light or put it out. And as I did that, I called back to me any parts of myself that I had left. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. With anybody else, any fragments of my light that belonged to me and I'd left because you are always in control. And here's where I think it gets really interesting. And I know that naysayers would say, well, that would have happened anyway. But within two days of me calling my energy back from anywhere that I had left it, anything, 
indiscriminately, any space, any person, any time, any version of me, I'll have that back, thank you very much. Within two days, I got an email from somebody who was very unkind to me on my journey and who actively tried to stamp out my light through jealousy and their own lack of self-love. Um, and it was just so out of the blue. And it, when I opened the email, it felt I felt it physically like somebody stabbed me in my chest before I even read it. And it was an email basically accusing me of copying them. And I felt it and I felt like how how much they dislike me. And I had to go through all the processing of that, which was painful, don't get me wrong, because it's hard to be actively disliked by people when all you've tried to be ever is true. And I get that I'm not going to be for everybody, but when it's somebody that you really respected and really revered and they literally hate your guts and... I know, I know, I know this happens on the journey. I know that it does. I know that the more that you shine, the more successful you are, the more it triggers people who will not allow themselves to shine. But, um, ouch. But then didn't that also show that my spell, my space, my ritual, my ceremony was working? And so very interesting, fascinating thing. And also shows me where I need to heal, where I need to get stronger, where I need to get more resilient, where I need to pick a scab off and bleed for a bit so that I can have more energy going forward. So many lessons in that. So that. And then I started getting back into that space of just surrendering with spirit and talking to them and going on walks. And I think I've mentioned on the poddy that this year, my sign from spirit has been birds of prey up in the sky. I'm not um, astute enough to be able to tell you which birds of prey they are. All I can do is tell you that I know that that is a sign from spirit that I need to keep on keeping on and be brave and be strong in my mind and strong on what I want and that it's available to me. I asked Spirit if I could please have a feather um, to represent that. Now, I have to be honest here and say, I'm not sure what this feather is, but I can tell you in honesty, it might even be a pheasant. I can tell you that when I asked for a feather, this image of a feather flashed into my mind And it is exactly the feather that I found two days later. And I put in my bag. So that feather is now in my ceremonial space, on my altar, um, representing that energy of being guided by spirit, being guided by a higher force, and to remind me to keep my energy up and out of all of the noise, all of the low vibration. And although it's not time for growth right now, for me, it's certainly time to be pulling back and being in the soft and the stillness. I still want growth in the future. 
And so I asked Spirit, and it is the season in the UK for it, I asked Spirit for some acorns and then found the most beautiful shiny acorns to put onto my altar space. And then I found some beautiful, gorgeous, chestnutty, coloured, beautiful conkers that I popped onto there too. And they are representing future growth for me. They're not about shoots and expansion now. They are just like the tree. You let it go now and you know that in the future those seeds will grow. But right now it's just time to release and let go. So that's what's currently on my ceremonial space. And I light the candles and I, whenever, whenever I light them, I think about what it is that I want. When I burn incense, I burn it in that area. So it's just that kind of simple way of calling that energy to you. And then when it's time and I am ready, I will dismantle all of that, clean it again, and I will build something else. And over time, some of the things that I've also had on my altar as part of my ceremonies have been uh, moon water. So that is just very simply moon, water left out under the light of a full moon. Um, and actually, I'm not too pernickety about whether it's a full, new or anything in between moon. Um, oh no, hang on. This is how bad I am with moon stuff. Obviously, there has to be a bit of a light because I like the idea of the light hitting it. Um, so I will put put a little bowl of that on there for cleansing, clearing, sometimes for self-care to remind me to stay hydrated and look after my body, that kind of thing. You can get pebbles from the beach. Hagstones are great because I ask them to help me to expand my connection to spirit and give me that clearing. I've had sea glass on my altar to remind me of the beauty in being rubbed and buffed and all my sharp edges being moulded into something else. I put some soil on um, there once to remind me and to help me with my grounding. I had some beautiful um, mouldy fungusy stuff <laughs> on a piece of wood that I found in in the woods to remind me of ancient wisdom and nature and to feel that call of the woodland so there are just so many different ways I've currently got the last of my roses drying in my uh, lean-to to allow me to have beautiful you know Roses to me are love, but also that cocooning, that protection. And they can also be that reminder of needing to unfold. We are buds and permanently opening. I sometimes work with herbs and spices out of my cupboard. I use salt for cleansing, clarity, but also for protection. You can put a circle of salt on your altar to protect your own energy from outside influence and other people. I have used chilies to bring spice, <laughs> believe it or not, I don't think I need it, uh, but to bring spice and heat and uh, stoking those fires of desire. I have used um, lavender for softness and stillness and memory and clarity. 
I've used essential oils like eucalyptus to give me clarity and to pep me up. Um, I have used oranges studded with cloves for warmth and uh, that feeling of home for me. Orange and clove is very much, you know, Christmas and uh, so that excitement, that celebratory feeling and that warmth. There are so many different spices, herbs, energies that you have got at home that you could use. Let me be clear here. This is not about spending a fortune. This is not about making the most Instagram worthy, beautiful thing because that's not real. I wouldn't be posting pictures of my um, altar because I want likes and, and views and shares. It's for me. It's the calling of stuff to me. So it isn't the pretty things. It's the practical, pragmatic things that call to me. I sometimes write my wishes and I either leave them flat and folded up underneath the candle or roll them into a scroll and tie them and put them next to it. You can put pictures of your loved ones in the spirit world if you're just wanting to call the presence of your ancestors to you and light the candles and think about your lineage and the people that have been before and ask for their power and their support and their guidance. You can call um, energy of your favourite places. Um, so I know, full disclosure, I do. I did see somebody <laughs> on the other day online who'd been arrested for trying to take um, stones from ceremonial places. So be respectful, follow and obey the rules. But equally, if you have got a little bit of sand from a beach that you loved or um, a shell from a, a walk and you want to remember that space, remember that sunset, remember that feeling or indeed call a new experience to yourself, pop it on there. Put a picture of the place you want to go on there. Make it like a vision board of the things that you are calling to you and wanting. And if you're trying to release, it's really important that you do it from the point of view of it going, not that you're calling more of it to you. So, for example, where possible, I would always focus uh, what you've written and your intention on what you want, not what you don't. <laughs> so don't say, um, uh, you know, I want less assholes in my life because you're probably going to direct more. But working on your boundaries, your clarity, um, calling back your energy are all good ways of doing that. So I want you to play with it. And even though they may not be Instagram worthy, if you want to send me your creations, you can WhatsApp them to me. I'm not going to put them out there on social media unless you give me permission to. But I would just love to see what what you guys create, what you make, what you represent. And what I do is I pull myself a daily card and I put the card in, in there too on the side of it just to remember to be active in what I'm calling to me and even in this time where the energy isn't really moving very much that we're aware of movement is still happening it's still there it's just not in the same way that we would expect it to be doesn't feel like it's happening, but it is. Doesn't feel like much is changing, but it is. 
And so in that space, you can still be active and creating. It might not be the time to be setting up a new business venture or reaching for things to happen. But it is a time where you can be aware that the energy is shifting and moving and creating what you want, the energy of what you want in, calling it in. I'm just checking with spirit if there's any other examples of things that I can give you to help you understand what I'm talking about. I've put a ruler on my um, altar before to represent growth moving through the the channels I have oh yeah poppy seeds I put a, a poppy head from out of my garden on there to represent lots of seeds being sowed in lots of different spaces and lots of different directions oh yeah I had some ceremonial oil that I dotted about um, for for smooth transitions <laughs> doesn't always work I'm not guaranteeing that all these things will happen but this is this is what I mean oh of course yes then I have different ornaments of different ascended masters so I have a pink velour Jesus and um, Kalima and Ganesha and Oh, I have a goddess from Lanzarote who I always use because I bought her at a at, at the volcano. <laughs> so I use her to call that, you know, power to me, that strength. So if I feel like that's what I need, I, I will put it there. If I feel like I need teaching and loving and to be made to laugh, I will... Um, put pink for Lord Jesus out if I need um I've got an angel for when I need angelic protection or love or to see things from a higher perspective so just using what you've got around but in an intentional way is what I recommend and really being present with it going in your garden if you've got a garden with I mean my garden's completely overgrown and it's in desperate need of a gardener but walking around it and saying you know, what can, what, where am I guided? And a piece of ivy for growth. Um, holly berries for endurance uh, and protection. You can have, um, oh yeah, I've had little bits of fuchsia before for brightness and lightness and magic so all different things like this that you can use around your home your garden your space you can go for a walk and and see what you're drawn to and rather than looking for specific items to fulfill a need unless there's something you know that you've got so for example like I was saying earlier certain crystals will call to me and say you need me out and I'll go okay I need you out but um, there are also it's that kind of overall building working with spirit and nature and energy you can go on a walk and just be asking for things that will support your intention 
and different objects will call to you. And then you say to them, why do I need you? And they will say, I'm representing this or that. And you go, wow. And there's just something really special and magical and wonderful about going on these walks and looking for things, being open to being guided to find the things that you need to call that energy to you. Um, I've used bits of foil, tin foil, to be reflector to reflect away bad vibes. You can also obviously use a mirror for that. Um, mirrors also can be used for seeing the truth and also for, for working with yourself and self-love and self-acceptance, things like that. Um, yeah, There's just so many different objects that I have used to be calling in energy, to be working in an intentionally ceremonial way. And you know me, I'm not big on daily practice. I don't meditate very often. I don't um, call, I don't call myself like a proper spiritual person for that reason, because I am always sort of flitting. But this is just something that I really love to do because you can build on it. And sometimes I go on a walk and I don't get anything to add to it. And that's fine. But in the being aware that I'm seeking stuff to add to it, I am much more present in nature and much more present in the experience and less up in my head about all the things that I feel that I need to do. I'm much more present with just being. So even if you go on a walk and you get nothing, don't give up. Keep going. Keep building. Keep looking. Keep seeking. Keep expanding. And whenever you feel like, okay, I'm done with that, you can start working on what you think you want next, what you feel like you need next. I've also put money on it to try and attract money. I have to be honest and say that one's not really worked for me. <laughs> not yet, anyway. But there's always hope. So again, just being in that space of expansion and awareness, but almost being in like a treasure hunt of looking for it and building and making and my poor husband when I first started doing this stuff you know I didn't have this studio so it was it was in the living room <laughs> it was on my bedside table <laughs> he was like why why do we have to have all this toot here <laughs> but um it worked for me so find what works for you and do what works for you and let me know what you think this is a bit of a different uh, episode for me today, but Spirit have been nudging me about talking about this and the value of it and how much joy it brings me. And I really, really hope it brings you joy too. There we go. Uh, probably back to normal ranty whatever podcast next week. But in the meantime, have a lovely, lovely week and I'll catch up with you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.